0: Friendshipping is proud to partner with Multitude. To sponsor an episode of Friendshipping. or to learn more about Multitude, check out their website at multitude.productions. This ad is for Shaker and Spoon, a subscription cocktail service that helps you learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right at home, which is the only place we can get cocktails right now. Every box comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes developed by world-class mixologists. All you need to do is buy one bottle of that month's Spirit and you have all you need to make 12 drinks at home. At just 40 to $50 per month, plus the cost of the bottle, this is a super cost-effective way to enjoy craft cocktails and you can skip or cancel boxes at any time. Invite some friends over, keep them at least six feet away from you and masked, class up your own nightcaps, or be the best house guest who is masked and six feet away from everybody of all time with your Shaker and Spoon box. Get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com slash I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is, is Friendshiping! And the theme this week is... Your Social Battery. Just a tiny, teeny, watch-battery-sized nugget of a battery. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen, this topic could not possibly be closer to my heart.
1: I know. It's not possible. I know. You could have you could <laughs> have written this question truly, like from an anonymous yeah. email and been, and disguised yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. And When I read it, I was like, Oh, I wonder if Jen's going to think that I'm sending us a fake question oh. through our new portal <laughs> because it's like. I So this question is all about um, reassessing your social needs after some mental health diagnoses and, of course, after months of social distancing, like figuring out exactly how much and how often you want to have social interactions. And for me, it's very little. And I've known that, (laughs) you know, for a while. But that has like, you know, actual consequences on your friendships, you know, and I've thought about this a lot. I have only a few very, very close friends at a time. And it's because I can only give so much of my battery. And that's kind of like how I've solved it is to have like some some really hardcore friends, like (laughs) three to four hard ass friends, you know, and like everybody else is kind of like I'm their outdoor cat. And I'm I've been good with that. that outdoor
1: cats come and go, right? That's the metaphor we're going for here? Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: They can have several homes. You know, I pick up a scrap of bacon over at the Joneses and the Smiths give me some <laughs> of their clam chowder. I would never eat either of those I know, things, I just but like I'm a cat that. in this scenario. <laughs> so. And you wear
1: one of those collars that says, I'm okay. I'm an indoor outdoor cat. Yeah. There used to be one of those in my neighborhood that I would worry about until <laughs> I saw her collar. Oh man. And actually, <laughs> I remember one time I went to pet her, and she wiggled free out of her collar. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I made this so bad. Oh my God. I remember being like, oh no, oh, oh no. But um, I managed to like gently hold her with one hand while she like wiggled. And then I, I got the collar back on her. And I remember taking like the biggest sigh of relief like, I could have just ruined that cat's life.
0: <laughs> Jen, this is so extremely and incredibly relevant to me right now. Let me tell you what the fuck's going on with my cats oh, right now. No. Oh, yes. So every week on our shared calendar, uh, my husband and I, it says WASH ASS in all capital letters because on Fridays we wash ass. We have to wash Roast Beast's butt because Roast Beast has pee problems. And so we've got to keep the area clean Mm -hmm. for for her. And then uh, for boogers, uh, he just doesn't clean his asshole. So we have to do it (laughs) for him. And then once a month, we do like the whole fucking shebang. So it's like we wash ass. We wash face. We give them their front line. We have this like tooth goo that we put in their Uh their teeth so Uh that they brush their teeth, whatever. And this month, because it's always the end of the month and New Year's just happened. We put their collars on them again for the first time. And I know that cats in general should wear collars, but I got to tell you, like these two cats, one of them has three legs and is seven pounds and one of them's a fucking dipshit. And so so they're not they're not going to get out of our third story apartment. However, we're going to be moving pretty soon. So I want them to get used to their collars. And I also want them to get used to their harnesses because I have harnesses that they should wear because we're going to be moving. Uh holy shit, are they so mad at me right now.
1: (laughs) I I cannot imagine what it's like putting a harness on boogers. That's like that's like wrestling a a tiny bear.
0: It's pretty bad. So, yeah, your guess is exactly correct for roast beast, like putting on (laughs) her collar and everything. It took like two minutes tops, like to just do the whole thing. Boogers was on our, so we have this chair that we call the most expensive cat bed we own because we don't sit in it. The yep. cats do. Mm-hmm. They've claimed yep. it. And he's got his claws just dug into that chair. And he's just slowly trying to scale the chair <laughs> oh. away from us as we're wiping him down. Um, but yeah, so like that's that's going on in oh, our household. Oh my God.
1: They're so, dr- pets can be so dramatic. <laughs> Boogers is like, I'm so
0: betrayed. But Jen, how are you? So you've been moving and uh, how's your dog's ass? Oh, yeah. Uh, pretty clean. We got her groomed recently.
1: <laughs> Man, she was a uh, so she we, we, moved, we moved to moved uh, to still in Chicago, just a different neighborhood. And this is the first place we've lived That has an upper floor. It's like a townhome. So it's like a narrow, longish kind of layout with stairs.
0: This is uh, stacked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Mavie's never lived in a place with stairs before. And she's still trying to figure out like where we are, what we're doing. But she is starting to understand that you don't have to follow us always. Like we will come back to our place of origin. Like when I get up to go get water from the kitchen, you don't have to follow me. Like you can wait on top of the stairs, watch me. And then you'll see that I'm coming up. The three or four brain cells she has left are activated and rubbing together as (laughs) she tries to understand what we're doing in this new place. I wonder if she thinks that we're staying here forever. I don't know. We just like pick this random building and put some of our stuff here. Like what? I wonder what she thinks is happening.
0: I think she's going to just keep assuming that you're going to go home until she just forgets. Until yeah. one day she wakes up <laughs> yeah. and she's like, "Oh, okay. All right. My, this is my life and has always been and has yeah. never been different." Yeah, that's hilarious. that's a good point. There's certainly there's a
1: limit to her memory. So one day she's going to wake up and be like, "I've been here forever."
0: <laughs> yeah. This, I was born here. I will die here. What's that line from Bane in, in Batman? I, I was, was born molded. In the condo. I was <laughs> yeah. molded by it. I was
1: molded by this
0: condo. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm so happy to have you back. I really had a great time with Billy, but our vibe is so different. I'm just, you know, I'm happy to have you back. And I think that you are wonderful. And I'm glad you're here. Happy New Year to us. Because it's the New Year, year now. It
1: is the New Year. I have a, it's a early afternoon. Uh, January 1, and I haven't showered yet, so we're off to a good start this year.
0: Oh, babe, uh, it is early afternoon, January 1, and I am wearing the clothes I fell asleep in. Oh, good. Me too. uh, Okay. I
1: I did put on a, a sweatshirt that I found under the bed. Hey, Jen, speaking of the new year,
0: speaking of 2021, the new year, as you know, as our audience knows, we have a new website, friendshippingpodcast.com. And I wanted to let everybody know. So the asker of this question had a little bit of trouble with the portal. Apparently, it used to force you to put your email address in the pronouns line. It won't do that anymore. Sheher at sheher.net. <laughs> that's exactly. That's, that's the only way to do it. So we fixed the portal. If you asked us a question before we fixed it, don't worry. We definitely still got it. Um, and, oh, we still got it, baby. Oh, <laughs> you know? we got it.
1: <laughs> I love all the right. word
0: portal. It makes us sound so
1: futuristic.
0: It, it is. And it, truly, it's the same Ask hole. it's always been. It's yep. just that it's now on a website that we built with our own two hands. Um, all right, Jen, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do the question. All right. Hi, Friendshippers. A little background. After years of struggling with chronic illness, I have finally started coming to terms with having a disability. I've also been officially diagnosed with depression, anxiety, and PTSD just this year. As a result, I've been reevaluating my limitations from a much more realistic perspective. Hell yeah, buddy. For years, I've had great difficulty and stress around trying to maintain all of my friendships. Before the pandemic, going out to parties, attending friends' music or burlesque performances making one-on-one plans, or even just returning messages in a timely manner were a constant struggle that I often lost. Since the pandemic started, I've noticed that the current level of social interactions available to me are actually right at the line of what I can do comfortably. This includes things like participating in one or two Slack or Discord channels, regularly texting with a friend or two, and having mostly weekends remote viewings of a TV show with a friend. I imagine that even as the world opens back up, socializing remotely will be something I continue to rely heavily on because I can do it more consistently without crashing. I know from experience that my best friendships are with people who don't need regular interaction with me and who can sometimes go for months or years without us speaking. That said, I would like to be able to engage with more friends on a more consistent basis. Do you have any advice about creative ways I can do that without using up too many of my spoons? I'm asking for both during these times while many of my extrovert friends are isolated and struggling, but also more long term when we go back to a time where social gatherings are a thing again and people will go back to expecting my presence at events. Thanks so much. All right.
1: Great, great, great question. And there is so much of you in this question, Trin. And I, I had a quick thought I want to get out of the way. I'm glad that the asker knows themselves well. And I'm glad that they don't think, and I hope they don't, that they are in any way a bad friend. Because Trin, you said you you see a lot of yourself and you are such a good friend. And you oh. you know, you also have very limited time and battery. And it works, you know, it's okay. It's not lacking or limiting, really.
0: That feels really good to hear. It's <laughs> really good to hear because, uh, yeah, like I have the same exact, like really exact same problem. And I I will probably do the same thing as this asker. When we go back to times where we can have events and go to see people, I probably won't do it. And like as much as I did before, because I'm realizing how much healthier I feel and happier I feel when I have some iso- amount of isolation and alone time. I just I just need it, I guess. And I also really identify with this asker kind of reassessing their own memories and reassessing their needs and their boundaries in the light of a mental health diagnosis. That's really important. My therapist calls that integrating. So you got some new information about your life, and now you're looking back on your memories with the context of... This was a person with anxiety and depression and PTSD just trying to get through the fucking day. That thing that I did was not a mistake. It was a my battery was depleted, you yeah. know. So, like, I, I definitely I identify with that. And let's start off with your friends know you and will forgive you. And I think that it's a matter of communication. Like you have a limited spoons for communication, but it is important to indeed allocate those spoons to saying things like, hey, I haven't been around for a while, I know. Like, I love you still. People are people and people will project stuff in the interim when they're not hearing from you, you know? So for me, I, I'm friends with actually mostly extroverts, <laughs> which is like the most yeah. fucked up thing in the world, you know? So being extremely clear with them, like how much I love you. I know that you don't hear from me every single day, but if you text me, I'm going to be there. I think that making the expectation of, I am less proactive, but when you need me, I'm going to be reactive. you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you said communication is is at the center of this, and I totally agree. It's certainly up to you how much of your diagnosis and, and health that you want to share with other people, to share what you feel comfortable and what the other person is comfortable with too. But I really like the idea of you explaining, my battery is different. This is just how I operate. I am not going to be the person that can come early to the show, stay for the three hours, then hang out afterwards. But you will be the person that texts them good luck or have fun or let me know how it went or send me pictures. You know, there's a lot of ways to be supportive of your people.
0: Oh, man, Jen, that is so good. I, d- I never thought of that, like to just be like, oh, hey, how was it? Or like, how's it going over there? That's so, 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 so good. This is like a reassessment also of I I feel like this this asker has already done this work. But one thing that I had to do when I was reassessing my social battery was reminding myself that it does actually matter when I show up and when I interact with my friends like that matters to them. And like and that was part of, I think, the difficulty in communicating for me was like, well, do they even give a shit? Like, what's my what's my lack of presence even mean? You know, and it is meaningful and, and this is not to pressure you, Asker, at all. You know, again, your, fr- your friends probably know you and forgive you. And like, if not, have that conversation. But you have an important task. And if you want to maintain your friendships, you do have to allocate spoons to the maintenance and upkeep. And you seem so ready and willing to do that. And that rules. And Jen, holy shit, what a good idea. Oh, man, I'm going to put that in my brain. I can't believe I never thought about that before because there are so many events that I'm just like, I don't want to be here. But I do want to know how you are. Yeah,
1: I do want to know how the event was. I think it's super cool that you're doing this burlesque show or this violin concert or whatever. I can't attend this one, but I'll come to the big show at the end of the year. And in the meanwhile, I'll, I'll... Oh, we will help you sell tickets. I don't know, whatever it is. There's so many ways to show your friends that you care. And it doesn't mean and you can do that without leaving your house very much.
0: Yes, I, t- I completely agree. So let's talk about some uh, weird and creative ways to engage with your friends without drying up that social battery at all. So I have two suggestions that I personally I would only do one of. But <laughs> let's talk about both yeah. of them. The first one is creative projects that you work on solo as well as together. So um, this is a great example. Me and Jen, this is our creative project that we work on solo as well as together. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a wonderful thing to have something that you do on your own and then you have something to update your friend about. Like You always have something to talk about. And then there's the regular meeting where we are working together and making this thing together. And you don't have to make a fucking podcast, although go ahead. I don't know. Who cares? Make a friendship advice podcast. We don't give a shit. Like, please do. But like this could be a, a story that you're writing. This could be a, um, I was almost going to say a thing that you're building, but I guess that would require some handoff. One thing that this could be is you both buy the same Lego set and then you yeah. talk about it, you know, um, like this could be whatever it is that you like doing with your hands or with your mind. It's something that can be done on your own and together.
1: It could be a shared fandom, too. Yeah. It's been on my to-do list forever. I really want to at some point do online D&D. I have a group of people that do it right now and we might be starting an offshoot group. Who knows when? There's no start time. There's no deadline on this. You could. Rewatch all of Battlestar Galactica and make one of your friends do it. I'm gonna cash in yes! one of those around my birthday. I think I'm gonna make my husband finally watch BSG. I'm planning on uh, sometime in June when I turn a year older to be like, all I want for my birthday is for all of you to watch Cloverfield and talk to me about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh and, man. Uh,
1: and you have to do it because it's my birthday.
0: I recently found out that Farscape is on Hulu right now. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> you, you guys don't know how I feel about Farscape. So Boogers is is my actually my cat's nickname. He has two names. He is Dargo, which is one of the main characters in Farscape. Is a big orange, awful alien, which uh-huh. is exactly what my cat is. And then Boogers, because he's constantly covered in his own boogers, because we have the <laughs> same exact allergies. Whenever I'm, I'm sniffly, he's covered in oh. disgustingness. Um, but yeah, so finally I'm like, Hey, babe, you actually have to watch Farscape because you live with Dargo. So, like, it's it's fucking Oh, yeah. Happening.
1: You're obligated at that point.
0: <laughs> There's also so I would never do this. And this was not on my list of things that I would ever do. I'm going to talk about the next thing that I would never do. I would never do this. But people seem to enjoy book clubs. yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and you don't have ADHD, so this is something that perhaps you could <laughs> right. do. You right. know? I've never I've never
1: joined a book club either. I really like reading and I like talking about books, but the idea of having to finish a book at a certain time is makes my skin crawl, so I don't think I can do it. But I do
0: like the idea of discussing books. That could be fun. Yeah, do it. Yeah, pressure is such... An, an interesting little beast, you know, yeah. because pressure can make you do things that you don't want to do, but you want to get done. Yeah. And pressure can also just build up bad feelings on a task until you never do it. And I think that one of the, the big parts of becoming a grown up is figuring out how your internalized pressure affects you and what it affects you doing. It's a big ADHD thing, which is why I talk about it a lot, but it absolutely affects everybody. Like it is mm-hmm. it is not solely an ADHD thing to, I'm going to use an example from my life. I bought myself an electric guitar a long time ago. And I got to tell you, I need to learn how to play it. If I died tomorrow, my biggest regret would be not learning how to play it. But I've uh, accumulated so many bad feelings of, Trin, you never get things done. Trin, you never practice. Right. Trin, you you were fooling yourself. It's all built up on that. And so I'm going to therapy to like learn how to touch my guitar again. You know? Yeah. Don't don't let your friends become your guitar. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: have a title.
0: <laughs> oh no. Uh, next thing, Jen. This is probably going to be something that you would do or Connell would do, and but I would never. Recipe swapping is oh, very sweet. Right. So this is like uh, you make the thing and you tell each other about it and it could be anything. It could be, you know, dinner, dessert. And it's kind of like you're voring each other at a distance. You know, (laughs) like you're enjoying this little part of the other person's life. You know, Um, also, this is this is not uh, where this was going, but now it's here. My buddy Henry a long time ago once gave me like this weird chocolate goo made out of chickpeas. And eating weird shit because your friends recommend it is so much fun. And like giving them the update on how weird that shit oh, was. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my
1: two super good friends dropped off bread and cheese to my doorstep yesterday. And uh, I know, and I can't tell you how welcome that was. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, you shouldn't have. Oh, please. Oh, you're you're really putting yourself out, and I'm a little embarrassed. No, I'm like, yeah, do that again. That was great. (laughs) Next time you make bread, I'll yeah, I'll definitely take some. Please drive out of your way and do this for me. Totally fine. That is so excellent. Could make a plan to watch a movie, or if there's something you both wanted to like binge, you can do it separately. You know, you can be like, hey, I'm gonna start season one of Alias. Do you also want to start that sometime in the next couple of weeks and then we can catch up about it? Because like you don't have to watch it together together. You can just watch it on oh, your yeah. own schedule and then discuss it because those are some two low key plans like movie by yourself and talking about it later.
0: Jen, like that is so that is such a good idea. Like uh, I would love it if somebody watched. I want to say so you, you heard of that movie Emily in Paris, right? Yeah. On Netflix. Yeah, I think. And I am going to butcher this, as I usually do. But I want to say that Lily Collins is like a social media person slash writer in that.
1: Yeah, I watched the pilot. She's like a social media person for some kind of brand. And she's allowed to move to Paris. And it makes no sense because like the person that was going to move to Paris decides she can't because she's pregnant. And uh, it's like, oh, she's I I don't really know if she would turn down a job in Paris just because she's four months pregnant.
0: So I have not watched it at all, but I am somebody who is a writer and who does social media. And I would love it if one of my friends watched it and was like, is this accurate to your life? Like, I would love to, like, be like the the checker of that.
1: (laughs) That, So that's what.
0: Conwell and I are kind of doing with the crown. He knows a lot more about like British the and Irish and Welsh and uh, all that um, relations uh-huh. because his parents are Irish. And I'll be like, were they like this? And he'll be like, yeah, no, but they were worse. They were total assholes. Mag- Maggie Thatcher. Yeah. I hope she's burning in hell right now. Like, it's yeah. fun to watch something alongside or getting updates from somebody who either has already watched it or knows the subject deeply and can be like, let's dish. I think that's so fun. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, it totally is. I did the same thing with The Crown. I have a, a, I would love to talk to Connell about it. I have so many questions. There's so much I didn't know about Diana. Like, it just passed me by. What an interesting figure.
0: If you are watching The Crown right now and you're updating The Crown and you're watching Diana, I strongly suggest listening to the episode of the podcast You're Wrong About about Diana because The Crown has been really painting her out as like a manic pixie dream girl and in in, in ways that was not true to reality and, and history the The podcast you're wrong about. It's so good. It's these two trained journalists, and they pick a topic that they know like everybody's fucking incorrect about, and then they tell you the truth. And like it, it's Ooh, really good. That's
1: so good. I've heard of that show. I didn't know it was by two journalists. That's even cooler.
0: It's so 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 good. And like they're they really, the last episode of the crown that i watched was they finally stopped doing diana dirty like the whole time there was she's like yeah Mm -hmm. she's a she's just she's got this and she loves to dance and she's weird yeah uh, and she roller skates yeah yeah but she was also like incredibly smart and really good with the media and charles and her were in love in the beginning of their marriage and like he's a piece of shit who cheated on her the whole time like absolutely true um anyway I'm not a Diana stan. I don't stan anybody of incredible wealth. That will never happen. However, I do feel strong about women and marginalized genders who are portrayed inaccurately in the media. So fuck that shit. But The Crown is still really good.
1: Yeah, I feel you completely. Yeah, I, uh, if I ever want to get myself emotional, I go read about Diana and um, how she supported victims of AIDS. Oh my God, right. Some of those photos are just, like, goosebump-inducing.
0: Absolutely. Like, that is... That's fucking iconic, you know? Like, that is, that is like, hero shit. I've been thinking a lot about how celebrities are getting the COVID shot. And again, I I do hate rich, wealthy people. But it is really important for people to see people that they recognize and know getting this thing that they think is big and scary because of, like, the anti-vax lobby and stuff. Like, that's actually super, super, super important. And, like, yeah, I know. Diana, like, had, like, you know... in many ways uh you know a wealthy charmed life like obviously like there were many like problems and stuff but going out of her way like that for like aids victims that's a big fucking deal for the member a member of the royal family to do
1: yeah i i can i don't remember too many details of that episode but i do remember thinking like they 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 made it clear like this is out of character for the royal family and it was very, very moving.
0: I haven't seen that yet. OK, oh, that I won't spoil yet.
1: it anymore. Sorry, I mean, sorry.
0: There's no spoilers. It, it already happened. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I listened to the podcast that is like more accurate. So I'm good. Like, don't worry about it, Jen. Um, but like uh, you and I now could text each other about like crown facts. I know. We just discovered Hashtag something. crown facts. Oh, man. <laughs> This asker, as we mentioned earlier, is going through this um, integration process, uh, learning about themselves. So I think that, yes, these, these like, you know, tips and tricks and stuff, they'll get you going on the right path. But once you understand you better, you're going to find the thing that actually works. I, I hope that this gets you jump started. But the reality is you, you are unique and interesting and you have your own hobbies and your friends are unique and interesting. And you'll find those connections along the way. So this is just to get you going. We feel very confident that somebody who's taking the time to understand better why they do the things they do, you're going to find ways to keep in touch with your friends that, that you like.
1: Yeah, it feels like the asker got a couple new pieces of data about themselves, and now they're ready to apply that and kind of to continue the experiment of noticing and being aware of what situations uh, drain you and what situations uh, do the opposite, or what do you approach with genuine enthusiasm and what, do you, what kind of events do you kind of dread? Now's the time to really pay attention to that. And, and look for signs of when you're being overextended. You know, sometimes to me, it creeps up on me, kind of. Um, before I know it, I'm like looking forward to sleep more than I'm looking forward to anything else that day. And um, it's not because I'm especially like physically tired. It's more like I'm mentally drained. If I can't wait to go to bed just so I can like lay in the dark and be alone, that's a sign that uh, I'm doing too much. You're starting to get to know yourself in a new way. Isn't that kind of cool?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd also like to mention to the asker that you're. Your battery can and will change with time. Like you, Mm -hmm. you will probably grow. Maybe not like a more powerful battery, but like one that like doesn't leak as much. You know, like like I I think that um, it's not like some incredible virtue to be able to go to events and stuff. We're not saying that like that's the good end result that you should be clawing your way towards. Not at all. I just want you to be open to. After you get treatment for your, your disorders, as you uh, learn more about yourself, as, you, uh, as, as, the, as the stress of the pandemic even kind of re- removes itself from your life, because there's going to be a day where we are vaccinated, <laughs> you know, there's going to be a day where, where, where the pandemic is not one of your mental stressors. And when that happens, you may have more social battery. And I don't want that to throw you for a loop or be like, oh, my God, who am I? you're just you under different circumstances. So, uh, so just be, be aware that it's, it would be okay to change a little bit too.
1: I, I feel like the Asker is in such a good place right now. I hope they're getting some peace and maybe some reassurance by these diagnoses. I know that's, that's a big deal it is. Uh, in someone's life. And I hope, this, I hope that you're starting to make sense of things and that's helping you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Just putting your, yourself together and giving yourself context through diagnosis is just so good and so important. I'm so glad that you have access to care. I wish everybody did. Everybody on the whole planet did. But that doesn't make me less glad that you have it. So keep keep doing this. Do the workbooks. Do the homework. You know, do the whole thing, buddy. Like, you got this.
1: Yeah. Do what you need. Take care of yourself. And uh, if you feel like giving us an update, that would be cool.
0: Let me know if you do, th- if you for your friends, the recipe swapping thing. <laughs> like, I think that sounds so adorable because, like, again, I don't cook and I never, ever, ever will. It'll I will never. Anything that requires me to follow exact instructions. No, pff, never. But like, I mean, I would love to be like, I love pickled lupini beans. Uh, which are like Ooh. a very like Mediterranean kind of snack, and I want I would love it if all my friends tried them, and then I would try their weird snack. Like that would be really fun. Good I would bore know. my friends as long as it doesn't require any cooking. Yeah,
1: it's funny you mentioned um, cooking because I have not been doing it. I haven't cooked in like I think I've cooked like twice in the last two months. I've just like decided I'm not doing that. And <laughs> thank goodness I have a husband who doesn't doesn't seem to mind cooking. I did I did mention the other day I gotta start pulling my weight around here. <laughs> Um, and then uh, last night, you know, last night was New Year's Eve, and it was around midnight. Uh, we were on a Zoom call uh, with some folks, and the last song we listened to of the year was WAP, W-A-P. Obviously. and he was good,
0: excellent.
1: Yeah, there's a line in that, I don't cook, I don't clean. And I looked at my husband, and I was like, oh my God, it's me. I don't do either <laughs> of those things lately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like oh. I think, I hope we've given this asker a good start because they're gonna take this to the finish line. This is us just passing the baton over, uh, Asker. Mm-hmm. You've got the uh, equipment, you've got the the, uh, the pit crew, and I think you're gonna do. I think you're gonna do great. This has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to follow us on Twitter or Twitch, you can at the same handle. Do Friendship. Also, please check out our brand new website, friendshipingpodcast.com. It's got all of our upcoming events and an ask hole where you can ask us your questions. Um, and you can still just email us at friendshipingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent. Thank you to Molly Lewis for creating and singing our theme song. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for doing our design work, helping us out with that uh, new website. And thank all of you. For Listening, you're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem.
1: It's either no. friendshipping with Trin or oh. friendshipping dies.
0: <laughs> oh, Jen, oh, <laughs> that's gee. a little dramatic. <laughs>